So I see the recording's been hit. So now I'm going to make the announcement that uh, this is the the uh, reflections time that we have after the uh, satsang that we uh, had last night with uh, Manuela uh, Giraldi and uh, had a chance to listen to her. And this is our chance to get together, a group of us, and just reflect on what it is that we heard that allowed us kind of an inner recognition, seeing, or that even sometimes things bring up more questions than they answer. And this is a, a place for us to reflect on that as well. And anything else that wants to be shared. So let me pause and see who would like to get us started. Wonderful, Glenda. Yeah, the Manuela is um, was a delight, and um, it was a powerful satsang. It touched me deeply. Um, her ability to use practical examples, and what I was so impressed was with her absolute commitment and dedication to the truth it was amazing and you know she started off saying i have nothing to say <laughs> <laughs> and and then and prompted her and next thing you know the floodgates opened up you know and this wealth came out and and at one point she even said, you know, I must be the most boring satsang. <laughs> I'm going, there's nothing boring about you, Manuel. <laughs> um, but, you know, as she started off, in, you know, telling her earlier story, and she said she hated inner intuition because she thought God was punishing her when she followed um, her intuition to become an artist because she had no job and no money. But um, as life went on, um, she always thought that life, you know, should look successful. Um, but as she went on, um, she, she realized that if she had become a successful artist, she would have been caught in her ego and she wouldn't be where she is today. So, you know, our real, um, we are being guided to our real love, our real truth at all times, even though we think at times we're not getting what we want, yeah. And um, I, I loved how she described the MPP classes and, um, she, I mean, it took a lot for her to do those because she was in Australia. She had to do them in the middle of the night, like between midnight and 3 a.m. And she, of course, it cost her more money because she, with the Australian dollar, is lower. Um, and uh, she didn't have a job. And, and so there was pure dedication. And then she had a family. So she was doing <laughs> all this. And um, she took those classes on like full time. And even when she did get a job in the meeting within them, while she was doing them, she still um, was totally committed. Um, oh, what else? And then she said, you know, life became a way that I saw that everything was set up to get me to understand my blockages and restrictions. Mm. You know, when somebody says that, you know, it's like, it's, there's hope, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's so helpful because as I can see all my blockages and restrictions, but I think there's something wrong with me, you know, um, where she made it as a pathway, you know? And she said, Regina showed her how to look within side and the more willingness you give to exploring the inner light uh, the more trust that grows um, I won't keep going on but you know I could keep going on by so many things but one of the biggest tools she said was she had was curiosity and uh, because curiosity uh, you get to look at things beyond the mind curiosity is beyond the mind there's no story attached when you're looking with curiosity. And yeah, that was 
really um, good. Rem I know Anne has said that in the past, that this was such a, a deep reminder to bring curiosity into my inquiry. Yeah, I'll leave it at there. Uh, thanks. Yes, thank you. Yeah, curiosity is the, the first uh, value I was guided to in in the world, not of its retreat we do. We pick three three values and then we just live them, live them, live them. But I, I didn't know until she said it, curiosity is outside of mind. So it can see it all. It can see the unfolding. It's not hemmed in by a story. And but I, but I, and I also love uh, where she had that insight. She had that insight reading NTI Romans too, right? What, uh, you know, what Jacqueline referred to yesterday. Your wish, this whole desire, what if everything's different than this? What if this is all God, but I'm just not going to see it? I just want to see it as not God, not God, more not God, which is why I judge. Um, it says that desire to see everything as it's not, just curiosity. It was like, because that's outside of the mind, right? That's just a, and it's, and it's, it's kind of trippy, but it's exciting uh, to know that innately, we are all innately, we have that, we don't. I mean, some of us have to cultivate it a little more, but we all kind of have this. I wonder what that's about. Like, that's just such a natural thing. And if that's a tool, then we all have the tool that, from what I heard, like you, she found the most incisive, right? And the most direct and yeah, beautiful. Thank you. I'd also like to share. Wonderful. I guess I could say something. <clears throat> um, the thing that, you know, interested me specifically about uh, Manuela is that uh, the first online retreat I did with Waking Together was the uh, uh, Loving All retreat. And she was there all through the night. And she was at one point she told us a lot of uh, the details or read us all the instructions from um, the Ellie Ruzdar that she did uh, something with that opened her up and made her see things, you know, what she said was that when she did this with Ellie, that it uh, opened her to something that, oh, it's so obvious. You know, this is what seems to come up when when the breakthrough comes, the shift comes. It's all so obvious, but to the rest of us, it's not obvious at all, <laughs> uh, which is very unfortunate. And because it's interesting, because with Regina and her shift, recent shift that she had, and she was saying how obvious it is and all the rest of it. I have a recording of Regina from 2015 where she was talking about the here and the now is this all that's here, that's all that's real, which is exactly what she's saying now and what she's saying with her awakening games. But she was there in 2015, but she obviously didn't have, she must have had some shifts along the way, but she didn't have this particular shift. So just knowing here and now is real isn't the answer. We have to know more than something <laughs> else that, that clicks into place. So besides that, I... What I found with the, uh, I found the whole, there's a satsang, you know, we were sort of thrown into it. I mean, the technical difficulties didn't help, but there was no introduction that Manuela lives in Australia or, you know, anything about her. I just sort of felt, you know, uh, rather thrown into the, uh, and she, she talked so fast and uh, seemed to sort of, uh, I shall have to listen to it again, obviously, very carefully because, uh, you know, it all sort of bubbles out of her, all the, and it was, um, as Glenda uh, said about Anne, you, you managed to pick up things which I wouldn't have picked up because it was all sort of happening so fast and sort of flowing that uh, that, that was very helpful to uh, have your comments along the way, trying to, you know, you sort of brought it back to earth a little bit, I think, from time to time. <laughs> so, uh, but it was certainly... Uh, an amazing and like the, the idea that uh, you know she was instruct you know that her guidance was to be an artist where she was going to suddenly have lots of time to do what she needed to do you just don't know 
what we should be doing. That's uh, maybe thing is not to try and be doing anything. Um, just let it uh, all unfold. So that's what I have for the moment. Thanks. Yeah, thank you, Sally. Yeah, I, I, both of you have picked up on that. I, I loved it. And when she said, okay, all right, now God knows what I want, right? I mean, I guess for a while there, I wasn't being clear, but I want to be an artist and I want to make some dough. I want to be a comfortable artist, right? <laughs> and, and, and then she went on to say, and had that happened, I would never be here now. I would just be living in a, a comfortable egoic existence with my dough and my art. And, and yet, so inner guidance is always leading us to what we really want even when we may not necessarily experience ourselves as knowing it, um, which is, I mean, isn't that that inner guiding force of nature? Like there's this natural force that mind keeps going, well, wait, I wanted that, I wanted that. And, and, and the natural guiding force is like, yeah, yeah, it's okay, it's all good. So it just, it's just gonna keep guiding you. And there's something about that that's um, not just trustworthy, but like freaking wondrous right i mean it's just talk about amazing grace it's not just grace it's freaking amazing <laughs> yeah beautiful thank you my friend wonderful lynn okay yeah you know what i mean how many times have we heard from all different people it's here now you know but for some reason and you just brought it in deeper for me you know when um she was saying, you know, realize it's just a sensation in the body, you know, the um, that there's confusion when you go to your head. So instead, you know, drop that mental concept, you know, that constriction, you know, that um, you're stuck in your head and take away the mental concepts, the concept. And um, it's only a story, you know, and then when she went through the hand with the snoring, you know, it was so explicit and it, it just it. I, I know we heard, I heard <laughs> Angelo DeLulo talk about, you know, the sensation and, and in the head and everything, but until she explained that, it was like something else went click, you know, I can just turn, I forget how she did, I think she just said, you know, turn from the anger, you know, drop the label and just feel that sensation and let it flow through, you know, um, enlightenment is here now all the time we just have to trust that we don't have to do anything and um you know it's i, I think she quoted what is inner intuition it's the what is and what is not it's here now it never changes so i really appreciated it and i hope we can hold her to coming back in a year <laughs> yeah go ahead Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Lynn. Yeah. It's, uh, there's something about it's always here. That mind goes, great. Well, then there's no problem me being in charge all the time, is it? Right. And like, no, that's not quite, no, that's not quite it either. <laughs> you know, it's like, eh, not gonna, I think that might not be exactly what she was pointing to. And yet, and yet, even when mind is doing all that, it is still here. What knows that? What sees that? And what is that arising? And is that not not just sensation right but all, all the story around it right all the all the me the, the, the thought of the me that then gets reinforced by all the extra thoughts that, that she was just so specifically for me so she was so precise in her pointing and breaking it down to just to the basics and then just showing how it builds yeah it's it's a and and that's always here Tina, thank you. Hey, I wanted to say she, I met her when I did my first, um, I think it's what the first NTI class or something, year one, NTI, I just had a class with her recently in this last six months. And and so it was so interesting that uh, it was cool having it come from another artist's perspective with our wild imaginations and all this stuff that goes on and the flightiness that, you know, we seem to all have, and um, I, you know, I resonate with her when it comes to like the way she broke it down, like Anne was saying, 
And I remember in that class, she just kept over, no matter what we would say, and I'm, I'm belligerent still now kind of about certain things, but I was really like, poor thing. I kind of feel bad for her, really. It's very, <laughs> very questioned everything. And she's so sweet. And I was like, no, no, no. And um, she kept going, it's okay, Tina, just rest, accept, and trust. Rest, accept, and trust. She was the sweetest thing. I said, I bet you were the best teacher in the world. I'm like, oh, my God. And I just, uh, I kind of felt bad last time I was her. I'm like, oh, because now I'm in a different place than I was before. And I'm just like, oh, that poor thing. And, um, but she, uh, I really, really relate to thinking God wants me to do one thing and, and realizing that that's my ego after I've been stuck in the hole for like so long. And um, but then if I can, when I just let go, I felt it a few times, very rare, but I have, I've tried to look back and go, you have felt this a few times in your life where you have just, and I've had experience with surrender and um, with surrendering at different levels with different things. And the minute I let go, I loved her analogy of the wind because that's how it mm. felt. And mm. it felt like, like the other day when I was talking with you and it was when I said, I don't know. And the feeling of that when versus the other thing, it's the same feeling of when that complete surrender hits and the wind blows and it's like, and you realize, and it's just, you end up somewhere else and don't even know how you got there. And you're like, aha, that's it. <laughs> you know, and it had nothing to do with my any thoughts at all. Like zero thoughts were happening. It was it was just happening. And um, but it's so hard to explain. So anyway, I thought she, I think she's wonderful. And um I love too how she just broke it down, but I'm done rambling. Well, that's beautiful. Yeah, and if if you um if you look at like what's fun, yeah, like you know, would you rather be curious or mad? There's like no one here. We used to think getting mad sometimes is good and it feels good. No, everyone here knows that doesn't feel good. It feels tight. It feels trapped. And there's something that goes, I'm missing something, you know? So we know that, right? So then why does curiosity feel good? It actually feels good to not know. Now I know, you know, mine doesn't like that, but like when it's, you don't know, when it's just like, hey, I'm not really sure here. Like that's the curiosity and that's the, Right. And of course, that's like that is the foot in the door to let grace come in, because once you don't know, you're open to what you don't know. And what you don't know is that whatever mind is saying. Has to be a series of thoughts, a story. And I love the way she says, no self, no story, you know, so which is like and then like easy, you know, easy Tonto, because ego is like, you got lots of stories. It's like easy, easy, easy. I can just use this. If there's a story, there's a belief in a self right now. Okay, fair enough, right? Let's just like be humble about it and let's investigate that. Let's be curious about the sense of self, right? It doesn't have to be a club. Like, I don't believe anyone has ever taught play whack-a-mole with this shit. You know, it's like, put the club down and coax it out a little more. And know that that is exactly the portal to freedom, because this is the only thing right now, at least, that's binding attention to it, that doesn't have us have that, this is it. Hey, how do I even get here? And so it's like, we can just relax and trust what comes. And I feel like with Rhoda's question, especially, um, Rhoda, I think I let you get one question in, <laughs> but it was brilliant. It was brilliant, right? Rose like, let me just, let me just make it, life's going to bring it. And I let go. She's like, ah, that's it. So like life brings it. What if we lived our whole life and maybe just today we start, right? Life brings it. I let go. Let go of what? Of whatever I can find that is a story. And I instead, I just get curious. I mean, that practice alone, when done continually, from Manuela's own telling, is transformative, right? So it's like life brings it. I notice. Is there a story here? Yep. Okay. So can I just relax and not know? Let me just, I wonder what this, hmm, I wonder what this is. What if all of this isn't exactly true? Because I know no self, no story. But when you've got a story, you've got the way back to no self. Like you've got, your life just gave you the treasure map. But we have to recode story from bad spiritual student. You should just be in the isness. What the hell's wrong with you? Back to like, oh, 
this is the way my conditioning is allowing me to see a block to the awareness of love's presence. And can I just get curious? Can I not know what this is? Can I just not know? And then I love when she points us back to just a lot of people get guidance. If you get guidance at all, you get guidance and ego's like, okay, you're done. Let's go. And she, she said, what she would do is just stay in it, marinate in it. And you know, that's one of Muji's main pointings, right? Just marinate in it. And then trust that the, the healing is the revealing and the revealing isn't something that we do. <laughs> it is something that is revealed, <laughs> but we got to be watching, right? Yeah. So those are, those are beautiful exchanges. Thank you. Wonderful. You know, I also want to mention, um, she spoke about the word isness. And I kind of underst I understood, she says, when you say the word she, for her, when she heard the word isness, it sounds like there's still something there. And I didn't understand that until she said that there is for me too. And she uses the word aliveness. And she went on to talk about, you know, the aliveness in the pen in your hand. And she talked about the dead flowers in her house, but she was keeping them there because all she saw was <laughs> aliveness in these dead flowers. And so that brought to life the word isness more by using aliveness. Yeah, mm. so I appreciated that. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I know. I remember Muji used to use isness, and every now and then he would say, which is just the what is. In other words, what is? And you're like, oh, you mean this is? You mean the, the, I can trust that this knows what is? It's like whatever it is, <laughs> is. And, we're and it's like, that can't. And then mind is like, well, that can't be it because I can see it, right? And it's like, no, no, it's the bridge to what it's the bridge because you're now out of the mind. You're not in the concept of the pen. You're at least now into the direct experience of touching pen, not my pen. I ordered it and where, you know, ink's almost done. I think I have replacements they're in the other room. I'm, I don't need them yet, but maybe I should keep them going. Like we're, we're, we're gone. We're gone again. So even just coming into what is, I loved how she said, even that becomes the wow because we're, we're back to direct experience and we're out of the story. We're out of the concept. And I don't know, for me, mind is like, no, that's not it. It's like, <laughs> it's like I don't know. I think she said that that was the one you practiced. <laughs> but I also heard her in that same exchange say, um, what's here when there is no thought? And aliveness is the great way to point to that, right? So thought comes, thought leaves, thought comes, thought, and there's something that stays. And yeah, and what stays is what is that knows it's here by whatever name, <laughs> something's still here. And that something knows it is, but I can only confirm that if I'm curious enough to not know that even this moment gives me an opportunity for direct experience. So it all just gets very, very simple. And yet mine just gets here at least with me, matter and matter. That's not simple at all. It's like, you're just wanting attention and I'm just learning ways not to give it to you all the time without even knowing I'm giving it to you. Uh, Rhoda. I totally lost what you said, but something you said just really, it, it caught for me because there's, that's what is happening here. And so I'll just say how it's happening here is, mine keeps saying, yeah, but that's not it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that's not it. Like, mm. <laughs> There's like a nose wrinkle to it, isn't there? There really is. It's like a, mm, I think so. <laughs> and I mean, it's funny when it's seen and when it's, it feels true. Like, it feels like, wait, wait. And then I watch like blame come in and like, you must not really want this and you're not <laughs> violence 170 hours a day. Like what's your problem? Uh, 
can take a deep breath just to if it just to acknowledge that crazy mind is always going to be crazy mind and what was very clear for me for listening to Manuela was there's a desire that's alive for freedom very alive and whether or not our paths look exactly the same is not the point. The point is for this one, I there is such a deep desire to just be free from the crazy ass, yes, but mind always pointing me to where me is and the me that isn't good enough. And every time I slow it down enough to just see that, I feel like this kinship with what is. I wouldn't say that it's, you know, it's certainly not what Manuela described, but it is at least a kinship. Like it is at least we are related. We are not distant relatives. We are related. There is a kinship here. And Manuela's pointing for me was not only clear, but it is so far beyond what I ever could understand before and not like intellectually, but like really know from, like it felt like a transmission directly. Like I could hear it and I could feel it and I could know it. And just know, you know what, not there yet, but I'm trusting this. I I trust this and I trust those who have gone before. And to know those who have gone before sort of as alive human beings, you know, just that there's a person. Ugh, very, very, just really transformative and not like a you know like somebody comes in like someone like Angelo Delulo comes in and mine says oh yeah well that happened for him and I don't know him from Adam but there's some there's some level of acceptance that happens that is happening here that it's not it truly is here it's not a pipe dream it's not some nonsense that somebody's sharing it's truly here it's not only for Nizargadatta or Ramana Maharshi or, you know, Yoga Vasista. It is actually here. Thanks. Love you all. Amen. So it is. And And how curious can we get about whether I don't know this is a thought. Like, how curious can we get that I, I don't see like that? I mean, it's not that I don't see that thought with myself either, but like, what if I don't see like that is a thought? And mine's like, well, so what? So now what? It's like, no, no, what if I can just relax and get curious and see it as a thought? Because for me, once I see it as a thought, <laughs> immediately I get to my second value, which is vulnerability. As soon as I'm willing to see it as just a thought, heart starts to race, something here is a little uncomfortable, slightly sweaty, like there's like a, a system reaction, right? There's a system reaction. And what I hear Man Manuela saying is she would rest with that. She would be with that. Like that would be the work. The work would be, it's, this is sensation. Sensation is name it, right? And then she'd be with the sensation, be with the sensation, be with the sensation. Then at some point, it would be seen that there are thoughts about the sensation that are the words, but that those are thoughts too. There's still sensation, but it's divorced from the the, the words, the thoughts, 
and then it would just be sensation. And the next thing you know, <laughs> she said, I wouldn't be collapsing around it. I wouldn't be contracting. I'd have the experience of the sensation moving through. And then that would be, and that was literally, I'm hearing her say, that was her practice. So what if every single thought is just holding within it some energy that hasn't been met? I mean, just as a try it out, maybe, right? Because I heard her say several times, gosh, don't take my word for it. Try this. And letting that energy come through. What's left? What's next? What's here? What's here when there's no thought? What's here when that is just seen as a thought? What's still here? Right? And it's just that. That does not feel like a pie in the sky practice. <laughs> Matter of fact, mine doesn't like it because it's not complicated enough and, and it doesn't involve enough symbols. And it, it's, you, know, you just sit here and kind of feel kind of mildly crappy. <laughs> it's like, yes, <laughs> that's what I hear pointing to, right? And sometimes it's more than mildly crappy. Mary. Good morning. Thank you. I've loved all the shares. Um, I think it was Lynn just a few minutes ago put on the, the chat instead of yes, but yes, and. And I think that's, um, in fact, we used to use that in, when I did clinical work, you know, help people see the yes, and instead of the, the yes, but. but um, so thank you for that. That's a great reminder. There's so many pointers in what Manuela said. Um, I had her for... Um, in a Romana, and it was only three weeks, only three meetings. So I was so happy to see the the sat song and know that we've got the recordings. And I think there's a couple of other recordings of her teachings available. So uh, more of her. One of the things, and I think she touched on it, and you mentioned it a few minutes ago, Anne. And I think I'm losing the thought already. But when inner guidance gives us a guidance for me at least my mind will jump in okay yeah that's the way we'll go we'll do it this way <laughs> without staying present and open to see how it unfolds because sometimes that first glimmer is just the first step and the mind wants to go this way but inner guidance really is going to take me that way um, and just to be open to that and to to remember to stay with inner guidance instead of jumping on the bandwagon and taking off with the mind because um, the mind wants to the mind wants to know and I keep getting you'll know when you get to know that's what inner guidance keeps telling me about things going on in my life it was also I just so appreciated that um, she shared how difficult or how challenged the challenges, I guess difficult is, I don't know that she would say difficult, but that she had all these challenges about having to do the work in the middle of the night and uh, the money and because I, I felt like that too. And then as obstacles uh, loosen up, it's like, oh, okay, it was okay. And that was the way to go. Um, and I want to follow my own inner guidance, but it, I'm also a little overwhelmed thinking about doing, because she talked about doing um, gentle healing and MPP subsequently, not at the same time. And I'm trying to do them at the same time. Mm. And now I'm thinking about adding retreats onto that. Um, and I'm just thinking, is that the mind taking on too much, wanting to get through whatever this through is? Or is that where I'm supposed to be? And um, that will come to me. I'm just trusting that whatever I'm supposed to do, I'll be guided to do. So thank you. And thank you all. I love you all. Yeah, thank you. I, I, I yeah, I appreciate uh, you pointing to uh, a point that she made again and again, that um, for her, this gets much more subtle quickly. So she was, I, I recall her saying, um, you know, so you're surrendered, like you're clear about what guidance is. You just keep letting go and you're listening and you're listening. And then, oh, oh, I'll do that. Well, now we have, we just 
just slipped in that little self-reference point. So now there's a me who's going to do it. And that seems harmless enough, right? Because like, you know, the body is going to do it and you can call the body me. And what's the big problem? Oh my God, now you're like the word police, right? No, no, it's that, it's that, it's not just me going to do it. It's like, well, how's that? Okay, that's the guidance, but how's that going to, oh, okay, no, what that means I should. And so, and mine just starts to add. So you have some very clean guidance, but as soon as you have a self-referential point, even if it's just a speck, she said, the thoughts will start to reinforce the need that has preferences, that needs to know, that is that cannot be with uncertainty. I mean, mind, that is a that is just not going to happen. There is no mind that goes, I don't know a thing today, and I'm just completely comfortable. Like, well, if you're completely comfortable, it's because you're not in the mind. You're looking at it. You're not looking from it. <laughs> um, because if you're looking from it, mind is, you know, the know before you go. But that's the but isn't that where the curiosity comes, right? So who's this me that now thinks it has guidance and but needs to jam it through to, to still get the twist to come around this way? But just the, just the openness of knowing, but that's how mind reconstitutes itself. And Manuela would say, what's the sensation there? What's the, like if there's this little self-referential point of a me, what does that me want? And why does it want it? Because there's always gonna be a me no self, no story. If there's a story, there's a relative sense of me, which is great, which is it, because it means we've got something to investigate. You cannot investigate if you really are having the experience of nothing's here, nothing's, I mean, what did you investigate, right? So it's like life is already showing you, oh, now you've got something to be curious about. Now you've got something to ask about. And it feels like it's this very gentle unwinding. If you're consistently in touch with wanting to follow the breadcrumbs and the breadcrumbs are right like really getting subtle about a relative sense of me or what she called a self-referential point and I find if I look for the self-referential I mean those words might sound weird self-referential point what's that well, if I look for it, <laughs> I find it. <laughs> That's how I know what it is. I, I have to be willing to look for it, right? I mean, mine could debate all day whether those are the best words or not. Who cares? Does it lead you back to go, oh, oh, here's the sense of me. <laughs> it's right here. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Thank you, my friend. Tina? I really liked what she said about um, taking time to be quiet. And I actually tried that today, this morning. And it was like a little bit of a battle, war zone going on. Like, you know, my brain doesn't like to do that, I guess. So, but I love that she said at the end of it, though, it finally, like, I just stayed with it, right? I love that she really made it important. Like, it's important for me to be quiet. And I, so I tried for how I didn't, and um, it did make a difference. I mean, but it was amazing to me. I never really tried. It was amazing to me how my thoughts just was like, I wasn't doing anything but sitting in a chair <laughs> there, and my brain has got this whole big thing. And I'm like, and then I don't even realize it's happening. And all of a sudden something catches it and goes, wait a minute, what are you doing? You're supposed to be quiet, be quiet. <laughs> that happened like three times. So um, I don't know, you know, if she actually is quiet <laughs> for 30 minutes, but I'm going to work on that. I really like that. though. Well, there's nothing like the direct insight, right? Of seeing here, 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 gone, gone. <laughs> it's like how humbling, right? Mary. I think Angelo talked about that when Regina interviewed him a, a couple of weeks ago, because I watched that after, watched that again. And he talked about start with 30 seconds. And then the next time, you know, add, keep adding time to it. He and Regina had a discussion about that. So that's a great reminder to me that, you know, just start with a little time and then work your way out. Yeah. And isn't it interesting that both of those people had the same suggestion of being quiet? And we've heard it from other people too. That's where rest starts, rest except trust. And us being quiet does not require mind to stop, right? I mean, 
mind tells you that's what it means. But that's a thought. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you mean nothing has to be different? I could just be quiet with what is? Oh, that's a novel thought. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Oh, Glenda, did I see your hand? Yeah, she said um, movement in the mind can't see stillness. There is no person for it to land on. But we are always abiding. And that's beautiful, you know, because I'm trying to abide, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, this separate sense of me is dying to get to the abidance bench. <laughs> I've been looking at the park all day. <laughs> And it's not going to happen, you know. Yeah. You know, abiding is, you know, yeah. So, yeah. and but the beauty of, of Tina saying, um, we get to see the blocks to the abiding, the movement of the mind, yeah. And she talked about just allowing it, yeah, it's beautiful. And just the continual yielding to what is. But just continual, just continual. If she said it once, she said it how many times when she just rested, she just read it, she just rested, accepted and trusted. And all those energies keep spinning until they don't. And then she can't help but have it reconfirmed that she is the isness in which all of that is arising. And it's no longer threatening. It's just part of the dance. And now it's to the point where the dance is not just tolerated in meditation when I'd rather not look at thoughts. Now it's like, wow, look at this, <laughs> right? And I, I loved when she said, I think I wrote it down this morning. I was listening again. I, I love listening again. Okay. She said, now, and this is 50 minutes in, now feeling everything is wow. So she was saying she had something. She didn't like feeling like you know anger or things. She did like feeling joy. But she said, now feeling everything is wow. You're living more, but there's no you. There's just aliveness. And everything is aliveness. Um, which can sound, you know, like some mystical, you know, magical, you know, but really what I heard her explain and what she says just prior to 51 minutes in is she said very specifically how she sees that way. And she, she, she explained it with the hand in the bed and the husband snoring, right? She just assiduously is curious about the label right? And Regina has a, 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 a awakening game called drop the labels. So one of the ways, you know, to practice this, exactly what she's talking about is to find Regina's, oh, I think it's maybe number 40, but I'm not sure, uh, drop the labels. And so you're literally like, oh, this is anger. And it's like, okay, anger. All right. So if I drop that label, because we're not trying to get rid of it, right? This is true curiosity. Curiosity isn't manipulating to get to an outcome. No, that's called control. The other C word, curiosity, is letting the energy do what it does and just running along next to it, examining it and being with it, right? So curiosity says all the anger, this energy is still here. It's anger. I would call this anger. All right. Now, if I drop anger, What's still here? Well, all kinds of energy. Well, now all of a sudden, she said she could see herself when she dropped the label. She could see herself not constricting around it. All of a sudden, anger was here and she was watching. It's the label anger in the thought reactive system that has system go, oh no, I have learned about this. And then it, it literally... It's like, it's so paradoxical, right? All we ever want is the anger to leave. But when we call it anger, most of us are conditions, conditioned that we lock it in. <laughs> the thing we want to leave, we close down around and constrict around, and it actually makes it stay. 
And so what she keeps pointing us to is that every feeling, every emotion is a kinked hose. And so all we have to do to unkink the hose and let the flow come is just drop the label. The, 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 the mental concept is the kink. And so we just drop the label. But how, how do we drop a label? We say it's anger and I'm just going to drop the label. But how do I do that? I have no idea. I can just tell you playing that awareness game for a week. It's freaking amazing. You just decide to drop the label. But, but how? I do not know. <laughs> but I say, I'm going to drop this label. What's still here? And there's this whole lightning in the body, in the viscera. And I can feel the energy moving. It doesn't mean I feel better or feel worse. I feel both all the time. But I can tell you the energy moves more. And this is what she invites us to do. Matter of fact, we're playing, we play awakening games. Shauna plays one every what's, what's it, Wednesday in the sanctuary. And we're about to come to the end of the ones Regina made. So I wrote myself a note. We're going to add this awakening game. And it starts at 50, 5000 is the awakening game. So I'm going to ask Shauna if we can, which is feel it, feel it. Right. So the first thing you got to do is feel it. You cannot drop a label of something you don't want to feel. That's called control. And con I don't think control, at least for me, control doesn't work. Curiosity works, right? So it's like, oh, you found it. Great, thanks. Oh, it's game 20. Okay, thank you. Yeah, 20 and 22 are like my go-to games when I'm really stuck. 20 and 22 are like, I just, I, I have them saved in my phone. <laughs> They're short. <laughs> They're my little sanity release valves. But anyway, at 50, the game is feel it, feel it. Be willing to, and so if you're not willing to feel this, you can't play drop the label. Because it's not a mental game. It's a it's an undoing. So you feel it. Yeah, it feels like crap. Feel it. Feel it. Okay, what's the label? And then you're honest. The label is aggravation. I see that all the time lately. Aggravation. And I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not irate. I'm just aggravated. Okay, so it's aggravation. Right? So drop the label. And then what? And then what? Can you feel something still here? Does it feel any different? You just get curious. Feel more, feel less, feel different. And then you just stay in that exploration. Like that's literally it. And mine's like, and then what? It's like, well, I don't know. Because I don't know what that energy is coming up for you to drop the label and be with so that you can see your next thing. No one can tell you what's next. It's like, it's the discovery, right? You know, it's the climb. It's not the summit, right? We all just, you know, at some point we just channel our inner Miley Cyrus. It's the climb. Um, yes. Anja, how are you? Yeah, fine, thank you. I just want to say that I'm doing the understanding purification uh, course at the moment, and this exactly fits in with it. So when you notice attention, you drop into the feeling and don't label it, but it's just energy passing through. And then it, well, sometimes it stays longer, but most of the time it just flows through and it's gone and maybe another feeling comes in. And I think Michael Singer also describes it beautifully in his book, that the book that we use in this course. So I just wanted to say that. So thank you. Yeah, yeah that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for connecting that up. Um, and for me, that Michael Singer in The Untethered Soul, it's long about page 53. Because I was 53 years old when I got back from India. And my friend handed me this book. I said, she said, I think you might, this might mean more to you now. And I said, okay. Anyway, page 53 or so. Uh, uh, this is the teaching of keep your heart open. This is this is that teaching. When exactly, yeah. Yes, yes. Is that it? Yeah, yeah the we... heart open and keep your heart open. And so let everything, feel everything that that is here to be felt and yeah it's yeah i love it <laughs> it's not always easy but it's it's such an eye-opener for me to yes yeah, to it, practice well, it, this. It's, it's a but it's a for me it's a visceral retraining yeah exactly because the clench happen i don't i don't it's like don't close it's like i don't experience myself as closing i watch the close and then i will to be with the close like what i open to is the close you know, I, I don't know how to keep it open. I, I, I'm getting better at that. But at then, especially, I just knew how to not close around the close. <laughs> it was like, but that's drop the label, right? It's like, go ahead. Trust that you can stay present. 
and there's a flow that wants to happen. How do you know? Because something is stuck. So it's, it's like becoming a cooperative component in this literal quantum flow of energy, like quite directly. Yeah. And then there's something about it, him tying it directly to the heart and keeping the heart open. Like who does not want to live keeping their heart open more? I mean, that's just like a, there's just a pull to that. It's like, yes, I mean, who wants to be like, I want to be a closed hearted, scared person. No, nobody does. So, so I just love that the more, and that, that symbol is also helpful, I think, because it's, this is kind of, I feel it first, even if it goes to different places. So yeah, thank you. Thanks for um, connecting that in because that's the curiosity. That's our inner, that's our natural guiding force, right? That's going to take everything we have used and known and experienced and then use it to guide us back to freedom. <laughs> and the freedom is, <laughs> and I love Manuela talking about this, it's the freedom to be what really is. It's the freedom to be with how it is, not with what mind thinks you get at the your pot of gold at the end of your imagined rainbow. No, no, it's just the freedom to be with this. But like Manuela said, it transforms the this. Wait, I don't want this. I want the other thing, right? I want the rich, rich artist thing. It transforms the this to now feeling everything is wow. You're living more, but there's no you. There's just aliveness and everything is aliveness. It's like, oh, cool. Mary. I just wanted to respond to Tina's comment in the chat about um, going to counseling and learning to identify your feelings. And that's actually part of the process because you can't drop a label until you have a label to drop. So that's, that's an important step. So don't discount that. That was a piece of your journey. That I think we all have to do. You know, how can we drop anger if we don't have a name for anger and don't know what we're dropping or wanting to work through? So just my two cents. Oh, amen. You you can't drop something you that you you aren't willing to feel. And they all the research shows if you can't name it, you don't you don't have to like, you know, be the best, you know, you don't have to be like a walking thesaurus. But if you can't name it genuinely, you actually can't drop it because the system's going to keep resisting it because the system resists the unknown. That's a cue of not safe, right? That's just a cue. It's just, nope, nope, nope. If it's not known, it's nope. So naming it is surrender because you're staying in touch with it long enough to let that bubble up. Oh, this is frustration. Oh, this is anger. Oh, this is fear. You have to stick around with fear, believe it or not, even with fear, you have to, you have to stay in contact with it, with the aliveness of fear long enough to have fear. Oh, this is fear. But like the moment, oh, this is fear. That's a relief because you're not resistant anymore. But then we take the extra step of dropping the label and just being with the sensation. But I agree for me. I mean, matter of fact, I agree so, so much that we, we, we wrote a, five-day retreat on this called the five unexpected pathways to wisdom because i was still stunned and amazed that the pathway to wisdom you know was the fear was the pain right was the confusion was the helplessness yeah was the judgment but you can't come up with the word judgment how can you drop it your, your mind is so busy trying to justify how it's not really a judgment and they, it's all that they did. And, and you, like, you're so up in mind at that point. And you know, at some point that the, the, the relief that comes with, oh, wait, this is judgment. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Or, or like, oh, this is resistance. Oh yeah. Okay. This is, and there's something that can like the whole system now can orient to it. Right. And then we can take that next step. But yeah, I totally agree. Mind wants to just skip over it <laughs> because it's a, it's a suppression tactic, right? It's a repression. Yeah. Bundy, did I see your hand again? Did I imagine that? I did not. Okay. Okay. Feel free to unmute. I'm going to look down at my notes for a second. Oh, I love this part. Okay. Is there a hand? Feel free to let me know if there's a hand. No. Okay. 
God, I love this. Um, she said about, come back to the self-referencing point, right? Um, that uh, she saw there was the duck, you know, the, oh, so, oh yeah, we played the video. So she shows the image of a duck and then a bunny, right? So the duck could be like this or, or it could just be a bunny on its side, right? Like this is actually could be a bunny, but it's like this. That's a, that was a terrible way to explain it, but okay. So she said, you know, so either way, there's still an A looking at a B, right? There's still a me deciding, is it a duck? Is it a bunny? Is it a duck? Okay. Oh, good. Now I see the duck. Oh, 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 no, no, no. Now I see the bunny. And that's what she used to describe what they used to, what they, Michael Langford calls awareness, watching awareness. And the way he languages that, it kind of, for a while can be helpful, but there's still a point, a point at which awareness is watching awareness. It seems like there's two things. And then she said, but at some point she could see that there was a little speck of a self-reference point. So she had to let that go. And she said, when that went, that changed everything. And we, but what we've already said, where there's no self, there's no story. So she said, this self, this me is only an idea. It's a thought, right? And it's the main clinging point of the constriction. So if you can find the thought of you, which, which sometimes we point to as like this relative sense of you. So we get mature enough in our journey where we're not trying to pretend it's not here anymore so we can go to the love and light. No, 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 we come right in. It is here. There's a relative sense of a, of a chick in a chair right now with a dog. And I just be with that. And I just be with that, right? because this is the main clinging point of constriction. And it is the bodily constriction that all the thoughts then try to explain and, and talk about and then reinforce. And she said, at some point, you see all of that as thought. And, we, and this is why I think it's so important to have some practice where you're doing self-inquiry and you're, doing, you're being aware of awareness, right? You're no longer looking as awareness at awareness, but you're just being the awareness that's aware. Awareness is self-aware because at some point you too will say, well, this is obvious. I can't find two things here. If you sit in it long enough, you will not be able to find two things because there aren't two things, but, but where there's two things, you'd, you'd be with the two things, right? The me looking at the awareness, right? So she said, and how she loved it, hearing it, was the hidden in the hidden. This is the hidden in the hidden. And um, once you're willing to question the you as a thought, is it true this is a thought? Is it true this is a notion? Is it true this is just an idea? Or can I find a me right now? And you actually do your own looking. She said that's when for her it changed everything because she could see that self-referential point sometimes would be there and sometimes would not be there. So if that were what you were, it'd have to always be there, right? So, and that's and that's kind of how she got started. Um, and that's when she said in the beginning, when she was so resistant to all this, you know, awareness, it's just boring. It's just, I'm just sitting here. There's nothing. And, it, and that's when Regina said, it's the nothing <laughs> that created the everything, right? It's unmanifest consciousness, right? Which is that fertile ground of creation, the stuff of, in which our whole life un unfolds. Um, so that 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 was that was uh, exciting, and she said something's gone and something's still here. So you can hear she's still investigating. Every time something's gone, what is she looking at? But something's still here. She's not claiming the gone. She's just investigating whatever is left to investigate. And that again doesn't feel like a bridge too far. It's like that feels like a very present practice of checking out our own direct experience. And trusting that that experience will reveal what is false and that allows what is true to be obvious. And I see that we're ended at the end of the hour and, and we all thank each other for, for our, our, our showing upness and our being willing to kind of point to that which is most alive for us. And it, it kind of just makes it all the more alive for me and all of us. And so we thank you. Join us again.